Today's one of those days where the missile calls for a brief homily, so I'll try to uh, abide by that. So we just heard the, the passion narrative of, of, of the Lord, kind of the high point of, of the whole point of Jesus' coming. I want to focus, though, on that Palm Sunday gospel that we heard at the beginning, which talks about really what happens today in the life of Jesus on Palm Sunday. And what this does is that it sets off really the holiest time of the year. It sets off the high point of this drama of our redemption that begins way back with the incarnation and the birth of Christ. It reaches its culmination, its high point today. So how does Jesus set this off? He sets it off with palm branches riding in on a donkey. So what does that mean? As Jesus is doing this, they have the, everyone's got their palm branches, the people are chanting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. These things aren't just coincidences. They're not just, they didn't happen to have palm branches and just decided this is what the words we're going to say are. But these are words to a psalm. It's a psalm that predicted the coming of the Messiah. See, the Jewish people had been waiting for centuries for this Messiah who's going to come and redeem them from all the oppression that they had been under. They were waiting for this king who would come triumphantly and fulfill all the promises that God had been making to them. And so the people recognize Jesus as this Messiah. And the psalm says they're going to lead this king with palm branches into the temple so that he can offer the sacrifice. So they saw this person as Jesus, and Jesus knew that. And the Pharisees knew that, which is why, if you notice, they said, Jesus, tell, tell these people to stop. Surely you're not the one who's going to fulfill this prophecy. And how does Jesus respond? He says that if they, don't, if they keep silent, even the stones are going to cry out. What he's saying is that there's, there's no stopping what I'm starting right now. This final act is happening. And the people, they would, they would have thought maybe that Jesus, they thought the temple into this altar where he would offer the sacrifice. Jesus would indeed go to an altar, but not to the temple altar. He goes to the altar of the cross. Not to sacrifice a lamb triumphantly, but to sacrifice himself, the Lamb of God. And so he gives these people these palm branches as a reminder, saying, remember that victory was won. Remember what these palms mean. No matter how bad it seems to look, even though it all may seem hopeless come Good Friday, have these palm branches and remember the truth of the victory that's being won for you in this moment. I was drawn to a small phrase that Jesus told his disciples. They told him to go get the donkey. And these are, he said, if anyone asks you what, why you're doing this, say the master has need of it. These words really are the words that kind of set off all the motion of what happens in the gospel. The master has need of it. I offer these words maybe as words that we can sit with as we enter into Holy Week. The master has need of it. Now, Jesus is God, right? And so God, he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need any of our acts of praise. He doesn't need our prayers. He doesn't need our worship. He's, he's just perfect in who he is. He doesn't really need anything. But he loves us so much that he allows himself to need so many things. He needs us. He needs people to be instruments of his redemption in the world. That's true 2,000 years ago with Jesus even with such little things as needing his disciples to go to get the donkey that he would ride into the city on to begin this this act of redemption. And that's just as true now as it was then. 
he needs us. He needs people who recognize what, what, what he needs and then respond to that. We see plenty of examples in the passion narrative we heard of people who weren't aware of, of what God needed them to do. Like, for example, we, all the apostles, right after Jesus instituted the Eucharist, this ultimate gift of himself for us to be present with us throughout all of time, what are they doing? But, but they're arguing about which of them is the greatest. We have Peter and the other apostles who try to stop everything by, by taking out their swords and cutting off the high priest's ear. We have Peter who denies Jesus three times. Judas who betrays him just for a small sum of money. These examples of, we, we know we do that every time we rely on ourselves instead of really listening to what God is asking us to do. We also have in the Passion narrative a lot of examples of people who were aware of that need. People like Joseph of Arimathea, Simon of Cyrene, Veronica, Mary, Jesus' mother, the women who were weeping for Jesus and who prepared his body for his burial. God had given them all particular gifts that he would have need of, and that because they were aware of that, they used these gifts to fulfill this need that God had. Each one of us has been given particular gifts that God has need of, for, for making his redemption present in the world. So as we enter into Holy Week, as we enter into this high point of the drama, what does Jesus need from us? How can we best cooperate with what Jesus is doing right now that we remember this week? Well, how can we best cooperate with that? How can we make Holy Week, this week, different from every other week of the year? Because it ought to be. I challenge you to be, like, before we leave church today, be concrete. How am I going to make Holy Week different from every other week? There's so many opportunities for us to really enter into these mysteries and open ourselves to allow the Lord to speak of what he needs us to do so that we can respond. We have the Holy Week liturgies, like Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. They have, they're, they're different than any other Mass we celebrate, kind of like Palm Sunday was a little different. There's these rituals that reveal the truths of our faith to us. You have things like the Seder meal, things like Adoremus, things like opportunities for confession, if we haven't been to confession in a while. These things that all dispose us to hear what God needs of us to do with the gifts that he's given us so that we can then respond to that need. The master does have need for each one of us, and he also needs us to respond. 